Have you ever dreamed of becoming an interior designer? You don't want to go back to university, you don't want to work for a large firm, but you just don't know how to get started. You want flexibility, you want to pursue your passion, and you want to make income. Well, you should definitely check out the Uploft Interior Design Academy. It's my proprietary program that I've used internally for years and have made available to the public. Not only do you get video modules that you can take at your own pace, but you also get one-on-one coaching sessions with me, group coaching sessions with our Facebook group of Academy students, and so much more. If you're interested, Get more information and sign up for an exploratory call with me at affordableinteriordesign.com slash academy. Once again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash academy. It's time to start living the life of your dreams. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. for the past few episodes i have focused on trends what is in style for 2024 on this last episode of january 2024 i'm going to be focusing on what is totally out this year, what you should be avoiding, what maybe you should have never done, but now certainly everyone in the industry is in agreement that this is a no-no. I'm going to be sharing these things with you so you can look around your space and decide, do I need to change that out? Is it time to update? That is so 2023. All right, guys, without further ado, because this is a rather long list, I'm going to dive right in. First things first, fake fur. Now, fake fur was really popular for throw blankets. It was, you know, pretty popular for pillows. I would say those were the two applications in which I saw fake fur a lot, especially at places like Williams-Sonoma Home, Pottery Barn. There was a little bit of Crate and Barrel. It's over. No more fake fur. No more real fur. We're just totally done with fur fur right now. Something that is also done, but I have a feeling we'll be back again soon enough, is subway tile. So, you know, those three-inch by six-inch tiles that people typically lay horizontally as a kitchen backsplash. They've been in a lot of bathrooms. It's pretty much the default tile, whether you're moving into like a new build, or whether you're looking at something a little bit more pre-war, like an apartment in New York City. Subway tile is everywhere, and it was just the go-to choice. All my clients were saying, I'm just going to do subway tile. I think I'll do subway tile or even the elongated subway tiles that are a little bit longer than the typical three by six. Those are totally out now, but it is such a classic look. It's been around for so many years that I have a feeling come 2025, we'll be talking about subway tiles all over again. Personally, as a designer, I feel like sometimes subway tiles are the easy way out. They're simplistic. They're expected. Nobody's going to be like, wow, subway tile. 
But uh, I happen to have a kitchen that had subway tiles in it, sort of a hand-glazed cream color. And they're perfectly not offensive. They're perfectly fine. They look great. Uh, but nobody's saying, hey, Betsy, where'd you get that subway tile? Because you can literally get it everywhere. But according to the tastemakers at B, you should stop buying it in 2024. Something that I never really got on board with just because I didn't see a ton of it in stores were wicker lamps. Whether the base was woven or the shade was, there was a lot of wicker going on in 2023, and that's kind of being phased out only in lamp applications. You're still going to see it in terms of accents, you know, hearkening back to that artisanal trend we talked about in the last episode, but just no more wicker lamps. Just like subway tiles, there's something that's apparently out for 2024 that you know, always cycles back, and that is brass. Brass had a big moment in the late 80s, early 90s. It's been back for a number of years, starting, you know, around, I don't know, maybe 2016, 2017. And it's been going really strong. But now people are moving away from brass, cycling back to those silver, cooler metals, or even the dark black type metals. But don't worry, guys, if you, like me, have been using a lot of brass in your house, it's going to come back sooner rather than later. Not as soon as subway tiles, but within the next decade, brass will be back, so no need to change out if you've already gone down that road. As you've heard me say in multiple of these trend episodes, maximalism is in. If you were into Marie Kondo, if you were into that Scandi look that's got, you know, bare bones and very sparse furniture, well, that's over. People are bringing in the kitsch, the nostalgia, the accents, layers of different pillows and blankets. Maximalism is all the rage and take your minimalist aesthetic and shove it or just layer a lot of accessories on top of it because minimalism is out in 2024. Another thing that in my heart has been out the minute it was in is shiplap. I never liked shiplap people. You've heard me say it on this podcast before. Shiplap was such a moment. I mean, it's wood paneling, just not hung vertically, hung horizontally. And it's tragic. And it was everywhere for such a long time that I am breathing a sigh of relief that that ship has sailed. No more shiplap. Another water thing, we're talking ships, waterfall countertops. The countertop where you take the same material as the top of the counter and take it down one or both sides of, say, an island or a countertop. That is over. People were really loving that look, but it's a lot of one texture. They thought it was a cleaner look, very sophisticated, made the island or the countertop appear to be even larger, but it's just a lot of the same material, and apparently that is out. Another thing that they're saying is out, but I find to be relatively indispensable, is recessed lighting. So, you know, in the ceiling, you have those canned lights that uh, 
really have no profile in terms of taking up space because they're inset inside the ceiling, but do provide a nice wash or sometimes even a spotlight for the room. Now, I prefer the ones that do provide more atmospheric lighting rather than that really specific directional lighting. Uh, and I don't think recessed lighting is going anywhere. But according to all the articles, people are not going to be using recessed lights anymore. Personally, I do like a mix of some recessed lighting with some fixtures in our overhead lighting plan. So whether it's a flush mount, a pendant, a chandelier, I think it achieves a better wash of lighting and a beautiful aesthetic if you combine your recessed lights with other fixtures. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. I've hated this trend from the start, the farmhouse style. I was shopping for a new house when the farmhouse style was truly at its peak about three years ago, four years ago. Everybody was doing Studio McGee. Everybody was doing white walls with black touches and woven pieces. And it was just too much. And then every closet had sliding barn doors. All of that, people, all of that is finally out. I am so glad to see it go. May those cows never come home. The farmhouse aesthetic to me felt really austere. Ugh, ugh, the butcher block countertops. I just, I just couldn't get with any of it. And I saw so many houses where they had taken these old legit farmhouses and stripped them of all character and personality, just dumped a massive bucket of white paint on everything, pickled the floors and called it a day. It was so depressing. It was so pervasive. It was just everybody's favorite flip. And I thought it was actually a real travesty what they were doing to these historic homes. So I am just so glad to kick that trend out of the barn door. 
Another thing that I haven't enjoyed for years is an open concept layout. I am a big fan of doors to separate spaces. I love having the option of having a door open or close, but the more kids I have, the more I want to be able to shut the door so I can't hear their iPad, to shut the French doors so that I don't have to hear them arguing. Maybe it's the only child in me, but I've always loved to have sort of that enclosed space. So when I was seeing people constantly knocking down walls so they could have a huge room so they could see where everything was happening, it really did not resonate with me personally because I just felt like those noises are going to reverberate. Everybody's going to have to watch the show that you're watching. Everybody's going to see your dishes the minute they walk into your entryway. Uh, I'm not sad to see the open concept layouts go, even though, you know, another part of me wishes that I could embrace that more open living where we could all be together and I wouldn't feel the need to run out or put on headphones because I don't want to listen to somebody else's whatever, right? But I'm not that person yet. And so I'm glad that walls are back in terms of being trendy. One other thing that I'm really glad to see go for 2024 is white upholstery. The Kardashians can keep it all to themselves because anybody who's not worth billions of dollars is going to find it very hard to upkeep white upholstery. White sofas, white chairs, white ottomans, white rugs, white drapes. Oh my goodness. It gives me anxiety just looking at pictures of white upholstery. I think about sticky fingers. Before I had a baby, I got a cream sofa. Now, there is an asterisk by that because I got a huge cream sofa. It's actually a sectional. It's like 14 feet long. And I knew I was taking a risk because even with tweens, cream is a risky venture. But I did get it at Bob's Furniture. Very affordable and also very comfortable. And I got the upholstery protection package. So I felt pretty good about my risk level. But now that we have an infant, oh my gosh, I have so much anxiety. And we recently had friends over, um, the neighbors down the street. We had them over and I could not relax. There were like snacks coming in. The dad had a glass of red wine. I mean, I could not just have a lighthearted conversation. I was <laughs> very anxious. So I don't even think I can handle cream upholstery. Uh, I got this big old couch cover that's cream now. And of course, it's ill-fitting, looks saggy baggy. But I do have some peace of mind, especially with a projectile vomiting baby. Now that I have a big cream cover to cover my big cream sofa, even though just to be truly ridiculous, I'm now worried that we're going to get a stain on our big cream cover because it is so large, it will not fit in a washing machine. And so how am I going to clean a stain off of this big cream cover on this big cream couch? Oh gosh, guys. Yeah. Yeah. First world problems. Anyway, 
This is what I'm thinking about for 2024. This has been your list of must-don'ts. I wonder if you have any must-don'ts for 2024, things you think are out, things you never want to see again. I would love to hear what you would add to this list. Send me a message. Go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. There you can submit a form telling me all about what you are super not into and what you're super into for 2024. I can't wait to hear more about it. Until then, everybody, talk to you next time. Bye. Are you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.